In the Fuzzy Memories podcast, we celebrate the good, the rad, and the fugly of the 80s and 90s. We're three latchkey kids who made it out alive. And in each episode, we break down all the culture that popped one year at a time. Whether it's the birth of legends. I'm Lyme disease free today and I have Whitney Houston and MTV to thank. (laughs) Or audacious moves. Imagine also the the poor Golden Gate Bridge. You turn 75 and people have a party on you. I don't want that. Or even confusing PSAs. In the stop, drop, and roll. I mean, we would, I assume as an adult, I would catch on fire weekly. All the time! (laughs) We've got a take that will make you laugh. We've also got thoughts on all sorts of random phenomena and the most unmitigated of golf. Why sharks can't be trusted, people can't be trusted, and rivers can't be trusted. (laughs) It's collusion. It's of the highest degree! Uh Uh-huh. You were counseling me to start my remarks with, first of all, bitch. <laughs> that one, everyone in that room would have snapped to attention. It's going to be basically coffee lids, shark revenge, and then maybe like Matt gets. <laughs> we need to do something about him. Join us every other Wednesday to celebrate the hits, the misses, and the misfits of the weirdest decades. If I could tell my 14-year-old self from 1990 that I would be eating in a cheesecake factory in, in Beverly, Beverly Hills, I'd be like, we did it. We, we did it, Joe. We did it. <laughs> Listen and subscribe to Fuzzy Memories on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. Hello, and welcome to Broads and Books. I'm Amy. And I'm Erin, and this is episode number 74. I put a spell on you. I put a damn spell on you. I put a spell on you. So this is a song that's been covered by a lot of people. So many people. I particularly thought of the Nina Simone version because Mm -hmm. she's got just a very deep voice, a very sort of husky voice, and these words coming out of her mouth. Fantastic. It is one of the best versions, I have to say. Yeah, I like that uh, I chose this because, you know, it's the time of year. Witchery. Spells when we're coming right up on Halloween. Coming days, right up. days. I also like that in the song. There's kind of a bit of revenge too, mm-hmm. or like a you know kind of uh, implied um, violence because <laughs> the guy is running around on his girl yes. and she's had enough, so she puts a spell on him because he's hers. Yeah. Ouch. So we kind of took just a broad approach, kind of we did witchy characters, mm-hmm. women, mm-hmm. whether they are or aren't. The craft of witchiness. Witchery. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Or maybe perceived witchery. It's, well, that's just womanhood. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So really just books about women this week. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm a damn witch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you, you've been it. called a witch. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Which I like. I like, don't bring know why it. wouldn't. Yeah. There's a meme that I've seen that it's like, if you're not being accused of a witch, like, what are you even doing with yeah. your life? Are you even trying? Yeah. What are you up to? Because come on. Yeah. That's all the best people that were burned were the, you know, people accused of being witches. Yes. Just ladies. Yes. Trying exactly. to live their damn lives. You're exactly right. But, you know, thinking about Halloween. Yes. And, you know, uh, as as weird as it might be mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, it the, is. Uh, practice Definitely. of Halloween. Um, in, in other times, what was your favorite Halloween costume? growing up this is super nerdy oh let's hear it yeah so one year i went as a mad scientist oh and what i was the most excited about is that my parents had a friend who worked in as 
I had a side like photography business mm-hmm. and for some reason he had been gifted by like a um, developer a white lab coat and oh, he said I could have it shit how old are you at this point oh god I had to be 10 perfect. 11 perfect time. just mm-hmm. and I got some weird glasses mm-hmm. and that's really the whole costume and there was really not much to the costume mm-hmm. but I remember that having that white lab coat for some reason that was like everything to yeah. me I was like I that's am huge. a scientist like I have a legit <laughs> white lab coat <laughs> So mess with me, if you will. Like, I don't even, I'm not even sure that I cared that much about going trick-or-treating. I more just cared about the symbolism of like leaving my house in a white lab coat. Yeah. Like, this is it. Yeah. This is it. Wow. We're on the precipice of something big because <laughs> I got a white lab coat. Was your hair wild and crazy like a mad scientist? Um, I don't remember. I feel like I wore a wig maybe. That was oh, okay. crazy. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And had some crazy glasses and that was the wow. full extent, but I liked it. I mean, it. That's, a, that's a mad scientist. I was also a fan of coming up with costumes that I could wear warm clothes underneath. Oh, for sure. Because I'm, I'm. It's I get cold. cold. Yeah. It's nipply out in October. It is. It is. I remember some cr- Halloweens growing up where it was snow. Do you remember yes. That? Yeah. There was a Halloween I specifically remember where we had a crazy ice storm mm-hmm. and like our power was out for a couple of days. <laughs> like Halloween. That's right. Late October. Late October. Too early. That is some Iowa bullshit for you <laughs> right there. You know, I was um, I was Madonna in her boy toy era. No, you are not. Yes, I was. And I mean, way too young to be, you know, taking on that persona because I wow. imagine I was like eight or nine or something yeah but I remember and I don't know if my mom sewed this for me I I have to imagine she did because I don't know where we would have got these lace fingerless gloves and I had like I done up my hair a little bit I had like a headband on I had like some man I'm just remembering a picture of myself I'm like that is impressive where did I get all those things and also do I even know what a virgin is at this point because I don't think Mm. I do Mm. When that album came out, I loved it. I didn't know what version. Didn't was. know what it was. No. Yeah. Well, you know that's all right. It's all right. I loved her. I loved Madonna. I love that you were Madonna. Mm-hmm. That is kind of making my day right now. I got. I'm not gonna lie. I would pay money for that picture. <laughs> well, another tradition that happens a lot around Halloween and and is live and well in Iowa, regardless yes. of pandemics, oh, for yeah, some for reason. Sure. Yep, yep, yep. Um, have you ever been to a haunted house? I have a vague memory that I'm not sure is true or not. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this was a nightmare or a real story. Okay, I'm already in. But <laughs> I think I remember going to a haunted house like with a boy, oh. you know, and uh, immediately the lights are out and it's sort of claustrophobic. And I think I'm hanging on to this person. Oh. And I think I liked the fact that I was hanging on to the person. But everything else, I was like, what the where? How did I end up in this situation? Mm-hmm. Because really, I have no business being in a haunted house. Mm-mm. I am terrified of the dark. Mm-hmm. I don't like things that make me jump. Mm-hmm. At this point in my life, I'm going to pee if I get scared. So much pee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So beyond that memory, which may or may not be false. I'm going to say it's true. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming I was in high school or something and went with either a boy I had a crush on or a boy that was a friend or something. And they said, yep, haunted house. And I was like, ah, okay. okay." Mm -hmm. But I do remember the claustrophobic feeling of it. Like you were going through like a tunnel or something and 
yeah, no, never again, mm-hmm. never again. And now, like you said, you see the signs every Halloween for like this really intense like murder house slaughterhouse. That's it. Yeah. Yes. What? And I'm like, who is doing this? Who is doing that? What do you think the appeal of a haunted house is? Would you ever go? Have you ever gone? Um, I think that I've been when I was younger and I took part in a haunted house one time. Like oh. I worked in it and that was amazing. I would do that again hands down. That'd be pretty great to scare other people. I, I got to dress up as a bloody bride oh. and then come in the room after people came in there. So I was like, hi, it was like a set, but it's dark, you know? So they walked through a door into this creepy bathroom. And when everyone was in there in that group, I came in behind and then just screamed out of nowhere. Oh my God. And watching people scream while you're screaming is tremendously Did fun. Did you feel just release after oh, your shift? So great. It was wow. so much fun. Yeah. How much did you get paid for being a bloody bride? I was bride? a volunteer thing. Oh my God. It was like a charity haunted house thing. So it was, yeah, like I had volunteered for it and it was everything that, that I is. wanted it to be and more. That's I would do great. that again, hands down. Okay, sure. The only other experience I have is that I was convinced to go on a haunted hay rack ride. Oh no. And it was 10 times worse because all I could think the whole time was if I fall off, I'm stuck in this. Stuck in the like haunted house. Like a haunted house. house. At some point, you're going to get out. Yeah. But if they leave me in the forest on this haunted hay rack ride, and I don't remember anything else. I don't remember if it was scary. I don't even remember what happened. You've blocked it out. Mm-hmm. It was in college. And I specifically remember just being like, do not fall off. Do not yeah. fall off the whole time. And I, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't really remember sitting next to a side or anything. Mm-hmm. But whew. No, I would never go. I, no. I don't. I don't, you know, I feel like you're born with so many ticks on your heart <laughs> and I don't need to take some off. You don't need to subtract some ticks from no, the heart. No, just for that. No. I don't need it. No, I don't need it either. No, no. I, I think, uh, you know, maybe some of the appeal is people who really like horror movies and stuff like that. And I've never been a big fan of those either. So I think that's, Absolutely. you know, mm-hmm. especially like slasher, sla- bleh, slasher movies. Yeah, yeah I got nothing. You. So... I do like the idea, though, that you and I come together. Yes. And we make a haunted house. Oh, yeah. To summarize 2020. Oh, What do no. we include in our haunted house? I mean, we'd just have TVs with all the cable news on first, right? Oh, right, right. I mean, that'd I, be like your entrance. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Uh-huh. For me, I picture like every, to the point that it's incredibly annoying and scary at the same time, every 30 seconds a jack-in-the-box thing like <laughs> you hear it you just don't know what's gonna pop out because that's 2020 yeah, that is 2020 boom pandemic trump said something stupid rbg died yeah yeah oh yeah 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 i think also that once you enter the haunted house for 2020 you have to get like wet somehow like you you're just doused in some sort of liquid and then you have to you have to just go through the rest of the house just damp and yeah. moist and gross uh-huh. while you're seeing the jack in the box. I think also there would have to be just a running stream of data. Data showing how terrible the year is. Data of COVID yes. deaths. David, data yeah. of, mm-hmm. you know, like this just is, everything. I think in order to leave, you have to cry. <laughs> I don't think you get to leave until you cry. Do you get points if you like crawl up in the fetal position at some point? Yeah, that's mm-hmm. fine. And as soon as you cry, you can leave. Like yeah. if there's a trap door, you can leave at that moment. So mm-hmm. if it takes just the first thing, that's great. But if you just keep going, I mean, we'll keep we'll keep coming They'll at keep you. Coming. Yeah, we'll keep you coming. will cry. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. You will get to the point that you have haunted house fatigue. Yeah. Also known as pandemic <laughs> fatigue. And you will just be like, I can't do it anymore. I wonder if you win the haunted house if you go through a mental breakdown. 
why not? Yeah. We could give prizes. For sure. In our haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the prize is. A hazmat Getting suit? to leave the house? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess. Getting to move into 2022? Right. Yeah. Lysol, because you can't come by that. So here, here's a <laughs> can of oh, Lysol. Yeah, here's some uh, cleaning wipes. Mm-hmm. Here you go. You can't find those anywhere. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's more things. I, what's crazy to me is it's just the year just keeps coming and coming. And so I can't even remember what it was like at the beginning of the year. I know. And that's part of it. It's like it has well, to simulate. Let me simulate. remind you of a few things. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. We had at the beginning of the year, there's just signs that things were going to go weird. Yeah. Like, I'm not a huge football fan, but the fact that Tom Brady left the Patriots to go to a team I've never mm. heard of was a sign that something was off. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. that seems odd behavior. Are you blaming it on Tom Brady? Is yeah, it all Tom why Brady's not? Fault? He's got yeah. big shoulders. You can take it. <laughs> He's married to Giselle. <laughs> you got enough money. Let's just blame it on you. <laughs> then we were all obsessed with a guy who literally killed tigers. Oh, my God. That's right. Mm-hmm. We oh, were. Oh, that feels so long ago. Petrified about murder hornets. Murder we hornets were. should be part of the haunted house. Oh, there's lots of murder hornets. That's right. Mm-hmm. And there's some, like, at some point, the Tiger King shows up. Like, he's just there. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And Carol Baskin's over in the corner, too. There should be, like, a choose-your-own-adventure element in oh. our haunted house. Like, you can follow Carol Baskin to the meat grinder, yep. or you can follow the Tiger <laughs> King to the field. <laughs> Both are going to end in a certain way. <laughs> Better off if you're an animal in one and a human in the other. Pick! <laughs> At some point, we have to have Dr. Fauci, too. He yes. has to just come in and give the facts yes. and then have, like, you know, a, a ghost or something come and kill him. Yeah. Because that's basically what's No, I think that could happening. be a jack-in-the-box thing. Like, yes. he's talking and then it just, bloop, goes away. Because <laughs> why would we listen to him anymore? <laughs> And over it, there's just um, constant uh, Trump's voice. Yes. It's just, you know, yes. the the background noise. But it should be saying something like, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh, my like, God. Like, everything oh God. that you're going through that's horrible, yeah. he's just in the background saying, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is really bad. I mean, I think it'd be very successful. It- <laughs> We're probably going to get some protests, but... <laughs> You know. Oh, yeah, because we're going to make people wear masks, and that's going to cause some tantrums. House is great again. Mega. What is make this? Make haunted house is great again. <laughs> so, mega. Oh, it's mega. the sound of the <laughs> Mega. <laughs> make haunted house is great again. <laughs> Sounds like, yeah, like the mummy. Oh, God. Mega. <laughs> sounds terrible mm-hmm. i mean i'm glad we're leading it i don't want any part no. of it yeah and i think that should be part of it is that we should get to sit in a booth and just watch things happen oh, God. and we could have controls at our disposal that we could change things like haha guess what yeah now we're gonna rain locusts on you <laughs> <laughs> and you're already damp and moist so they're gonna really go for you and i think it should go towards the end it should be less scary because that's what it feels like it feels like you've run out of energy in 2020 yes. and tiny things are bothering you yep. so like at the beginning it's horrific horrible things and then mm-hmm. by the end you're in a fake target and they just don't have toilet paper and you're like i can't i don't i can't anymore <laughs> and that's when you have your breakdown yes because it's finally mm-hmm. too much mm-hmm. and or we could put you like in a fake grocery store scenario mm-hmm. and someone could just be right up on you in the line without a mask exactly. trying to check out and you could just be like i can't uh-huh mm-hmm. uh-huh yeah yeah there's got to be a lot of people without masks mm-hmm. in the in there 
And they're just crying because they're out of grapes. It's <laughs> like, I can't do this anymore. A lot of coughing. Yeah. Yeah. Coughing. Just coughing. <laughs> just and there could be coughing. like a little release of moist air by your face when you're walking through. So Here's you're like, some droplets. Ah. Yeah. Because coughing and sneezing will never be the same. Oh, God, no. No. I mean, when somebody does that now, it feels yes. very loaded. It really does. Mm-hmm. Like we've even had an author interview that will be coming out soon where she coughed at first or I coughed or something and we yeah. were quick to be like, this is not COVID. Yeah. Just allergies. Everything's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Not that you even catch it over Zoom, but you still don't want still, to be patient zero. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. You can get out of the haunted house if you solve the riddle of who is patient zero. <gasps> Ooh, who do you think is patient zero? Is it Tom Brady? Yeah, we already said it was Tom okay, Brady. All right, just making sure. <laughs> Right now, I have to add Tom Brady to my yep. cease and desist list. <laughs> you heard it here first, kids. I Tom Brady, Tom patient Brady's zero. Fault. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Okay, so should we talk about now that we've talked about the horror that is 2020 and what a uh, you know simulated 2020 would appear like? Let's talk about spells because okay. you know, yeah, witchcraft is sounding real good right about it now. Is. I wish I had the ability to just cast a spell and poof. 2020's done. Gone. Yeah. I can't promise that I'm not going to throw out some more haunted house stuff as we go, but I think that's a great idea because I feel like there's so many ideas percolating that will only come out as we keep talking. Yes. So let's just keep going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, what's your first pick? This My week? first pick is called Follow Me to Ground mm. by Sue Rainsford. This was from 2018, but then it was republished this year. Oh. So. In this book, Ada and her father live on the edge of a kind of small town, a village. And there is something different about them, and the locals in the town or village avoid them. But when the locals get sick, they go to Ada and her father because those two have an ability to crack open their bodies and fix them of whatever ails them. And yes, it's literal putting their hands into the bodies and pulling out whatever sickness is there. And transforming it or transferring it somewhere else. Like you'll find it in the cabinets later, this like lung cancer. Or you'll find like a mouth sore, you know, in a, um, a mason jar on the sill. And then once you've cracked this, these locals open and taken out the sickness, you bury them in the ground outside the house to complete the healing process. And then they just rise again. And then they just rise again. Wow. Yeah. So Ada and her dad, they've been doing this forever. They're, there's something not quite human about them. They've lived really long lives. And so because of that, because of, you know, they just see the sickness, they really could care less about the locals. But then Ada meets a man named Samson. Mm. She falls for this guy. And dad is pissed. And so is Samson's sister for potentially mysterious reasons. And they say that Samson has some mental health issues and other stuff. And they're just and dad is like, you know, don't mess with the locals. What are you doing? This is dumb. Right. Kind of thing. But she is obsessed with Samson. Not quite sure if he's as obsessed as her, but we get a real obsessive vibe from her. Ooh, okay. And because she's never quite, because she's not quite human, she's never really felt these emotions before, right? Mm. So, you know, the idea of like lust of love is overpowering to her. And so she decides to do what she does best, use her sort of otherworldly powers to make him hers. So this is a small book. It's a potentially quick read. There's a little bit of fairy tale. There's a little bit of folk tale, a little bit of horror, a little bit of nightmares. Yeah. But I chose it for this theme because she's a straight up witch doctor. She's super witchy. But, you know, they've always used their powers to help others, even if they don't really care about the others. But when she starts feeling this stuff, she wants control. So she uses the powers that she has. 
it's uh you know as you can imagine it doesn't go great so you know but man it's a hell of a ride i really like that it gets at sort of the jealous nature of lust and love and what what weird human emotions we have and how you can veer very quickly into the dangerous side of lust and love Mm -hmm. and that desire to make that person mine no matter what no matter if they're into it no matter if you know they're a great person no matter into it so she puts a spell. She's she's casting spells. Spell on you. Yeah. That sounds kind of great. It really is. And it's written really well. It's, you know, it pulls you into this super weird world. Mm-hmm. And it, it's also, you know, we've talked so many times about potentially unlikable characters. And as you could tell probably from the description, I mean, she's not a great person. She's not even really a person. Yeah. But it's it's really fascinating to get into her mind, to get into, you know, this ability that she has and what that means for a potential um, suitor. Oh, <laughs> that could be another part of the haunted house. Ooh, what? First dates. Oh, God. Yes. You have to go on a blind first date. Mm-hmm. Another part could be you're just in a room with all of the behaviors that annoyed you during quarantine about your partner. Oh, my God. And they're just all in there. Or your kids or whatever, whoever you were quarant- your pets, whatever the is situation. Is part of the haunted house that you just have to spend extended time with the people you've been quarantining with? No, I think you just have to really confront those certain behaviors. I see. Okay. Yeah. So they're just front and center mm-hmm. and nothing else. Because yeah. I don't think our ultimate goal is to keep those people for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want That's them hanging point. out. No, we don't want no. them hanging out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We want to bring them to their knees and mm-hmm. send them on their way. Mm-hmm. 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 So all the weird ticks, mm-hmm. all the weird sounds of their bodies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just right there on display. Right there. Ugh. I hadn't, until you had brought up this obsessive love, I hadn't thought about how many great things you could do with relationships yeah. in a haunted house. But yeah, just having like a blind first date with like a mask or, mm-hmm. you know, some sort of protective shield. Yes. But still, you know, like five minutes into the date, maybe just a minute into the date, there's no way you want to continue, but you can't get out of it. You're You're forced to stay there. Yeah. And since, I mean, we have no bounds, clearly, I think that we could tailor it to each person. Like, oh, yeah. we would know their dating history, and the worst <laughs> things that have ever happened on dates start happening. And they're like, I can't, I oh, don't God. know what's happening. Oh, yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. a, it's like a rewind of mm-hmm. all the terrible things. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Really Again, we can't go through this haunted house. We just no. have to control it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, we're not interested in being in it. <laughs> no. Well, the book I picked for the fiction pick this week is called Small Disasters by Sarah Vaughn. Mm. And I recommended her book, um, Anatomy of a Scandal, yeah. some time ago. This was just published in April 2020, hot off the presses. In the, the presses. That was in the UK, and it just came out in August in Ooh. the US. So um, this book mainly features Liz and Jess. And they're these two moms that met in a birthing class prior to having their first child. And they're both really successful in different ways. Um, Jess has gone on to have two more kids. The youngest is not even a year old. Her husband is a very successful, very busy, very preoccupied lawyer. And she's kind of this perfect wife, right? She's attractive and she says the right things and she's built this beautiful life. And her husband's like so charming and everybody loves them and everything's great. Liz is an ER pediatric doctor, and she's got a second child as well, so she has two kids. She's super busy um, and really doesn't have as much time to connect with her friends as she used to, but they were very close. Her and Liz have remained close. Their families have stayed close, and there was also two other couples in the birthing class, so they're all kind of a unit that tries to get together semi-regularly and hang out. So everything flips on its head. When Jess's younger daughter is brought into ER during Liz's shift, 
And right away, she notices that something's off about her friend. Her friend's acting strange. She's super defensive. She's really tense. Um, And at first, Liz just wants to kind of chalk it up to like, oh, her baby's sick. She's just worried. Or maybe a little standoffish because I haven't been being a great friend. Something like that. So after she's there for a little bit, they discover that the baby has a head injury at the base of her skull, which can basically only mean that someone did this to the baby or was very neglectful in handling of the baby. And so because of that, Liz is thrust into this terrible position where she's already had to recuse herself off the case, but now they have to report her. Yeah, mandatory report, right? Yes. So what we would know as like DHS is getting involved. Mm -hmm. Um, There's police officers involved and this whole thing erupts. And the whole friend group is appalled that Liz would believe that Jess could do something like this and and jess is hurt and upset and okay so as the story unfolds we're getting chapter by chapter of liz and jess and we're seeing inside jess's thought process and things are not quite right like you're getting the sense that something's off and but you don't know what it means does it mean she hurt her baby Mm -hmm. or does it mean she just wasn't aware of what was there's a lot of questions and throughout it you're doubting her you're doubting her husband you're doubting so many things Mm -hmm. so as the investigation continues and i won't give away all the great twists and turns it just what i love about this book is that essentially it's kind of a thriller kind of a psychological thriller But it has so much to say about the burden that women carry Uh when they're trying to have a career in children or when they're forced to be the front line of childcare or when they're trying to stay true to each other in a friendship in a world that doesn't want females to be friends, Mm -hmm. that, that wants to tear us apart as much as possible. So... To me, it's the best kind of thriller because it has all these emotional tie-ins. And I picked it for this theme. To be clear, no one in the book is an out-and-out witch or claiming it. But what I like about it is that the female characters in this book are almost personified to take on that quality. Kind of like we joked about at the beginning, like Mm -hmm. women are called witchy for a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. And one of them, I really think, kind of falls in with Jess in this story in that she's beautiful and people feel entranced by her. So how could anything be wrong with her? How could something be off? Um, And because of that, Liz doubts herself. Like, well, she's not as good as her or she's not. And it almost kind of puts a spell on the whole situation. Instead of seeing truth for what it is, you're sort of misled and misdirected by a lot of things. Um, And I also... There's another character that emerges in the book that you is just right out witchy. And you'll see that when you encounter this person. And I like that because it's sort of paying homage to the fact that there are people yes. like that. And there is a reason that that gets brought up sometimes. And how that plays out in this book is amazing because it has this very sinister sneaky quality quality to it and you can see where she's coming from and you can tell that maybe this person has some self-esteem issues but still there's a real witchy vibe from her oh it sounds great yes it is wonderful it has all the same kind of thriller great aspects as anatomy of a scandal um it's characters that you feel connected to but you're also very interested to know what's going on the kind of mind tricks of doubting yourself like oh i believe this person but i don't believe this person so for all of that it's terrific so this is your second book Mm -hmm. from sarah vaughn Mm -hmm. is she another one now that you are just like anything she writes yes Mm -hmm. yes absolutely excellent yeah for sure because this was phenomenal so wow yeah i was very excited 
you know, I thought of another element for a haunted house. Ooh, good. Yeah. When you were talking about like sort of moms yes. and the moms group, I'm thinking that some part of the, you, you have to see the Instagram accounts of really self-righteous moms who are talking about the lessons that they're giving their kids at home. Oh, that would be a particularly bad area for me. Yes. That's what I'm thinking. But because wow. I, I imagine there's many women like you, though, that are traumatized by this. Yeah. Looking at these Instagram and Facebook accounts of look yes. at the wonderful meal I made for my children today mm-hmm. during quarantine. Mm-hmm. Look at all the enrichment activities I've been giving them. Mm-hmm. And look at my like, kid eating a wide range of vegetables. And you're like, just go eat some damn goldfish. I don't care. Yeah. I don't yeah. care. She does for breakfast. <laughs> I don't care. It's 2020. <laughs> I don't care. The rules are gone. And no rules. Yeah, no so rules. in this house, you can't escape these mm-hmm. Instagram accounts. And that's what I also, about this book that was great, is that there's so many female characters in there, and they all represent something different yeah. that women kind of holes they're put into based on certain things. Mm-hmm. And I love that you can relate to all of them at different times. Yeah. You know, Liz is trying to have this career, and, and she's really good at it, but it comes at a cost to feeling like she's not always there for her kids. On the other hand, Jess has built this beautiful life, but... Something seems off. Like, is this all that I have? Is this mm-hmm. all that I've done? I mean, there's so many things at play there that I think no matter what your personal situation is, you can relate to. Another element, just being called crazy again and again. Yes. Women just being called crazy. Yes. You're just in a room and you can't escape men calling you crazy. Yes. Because God damn it, all the things that women have to do, uh-huh. you have to be a little witchy to survive that. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. <sighs> And I like, I think we should, playing on the jack-in-the-box idea. Yes. The jack-in-the-box keeps popping up and going, Uh you're crazy, you're crazy. (laughs) And you will get an automatic pass out if you ninja kick and or punch the the jack-in-the-box. Oh my God, that would be so gratifying. To stay ladylike and Uh you just rip that clown to shreds, you're automatically, you automatically get the bottle of Lysol and you automatically get out. Man, I like that element that if somehow you just say F you 2020, Mm -hmm. You just get out and get all the stuff. Yeah. It's You're crazy. You're Jack crazy. in the boxes have scared me for years. They have. What I remember being a kid and be like doing the thing and then like I, I want this but I don't want this and oh God, here it comes. And you can hear the little click but uh-huh. it's still one more and it's uh-huh. always one more turn and then and you're like, oh my God, oh my God, why? That is the perfect metaphor for 2020. Who, who well ever came done. up with that? I don't know. Some sadist. And why are they giving it to kids? <laughs> to prepare you for years like this. I guess. Right. I guess we didn't do enough jack-in-the-box playing back then. I guess not. we weren't prepared. Also, it raises another question. Why did jack-in-the-box restaurant think that was a good idea? Yeah. Like, what's popping out of your burger in your <laughs> face? Like, that's what I'm thinking now. Is oh, what... popping out salmonella. There yeah. you go. Mysteria outbreak. Boom. <laughs> like, what? Why did you pick that Oh, name? it's a bonus E. coli. There yeah. you go. Who wants to be associated with a clown? No, no one. No Ever. one. No one. Oh, yeah. I was going to say a clown, but a clown is an element of any haunted house, not just 2020. Did I ever tell you that when I was driving, like when I very first moved here, I saw a clown driving a car and I didn't recover for a solid like day and a half. Clowns shouldn't drive cars. I was like, I'm sure he was going to a birthday party or something, but I'm like, why are you fully dressed in clown makeup driving a normal car? Like I can't just pass a clown in a Kia and feel normal for the rest of my day. No, you can't. That's terrifying. Terrifying. Also, because you don't expect it. No. And you're like, wait, is that... (laughs) That has to be a symbol, right? I I don't... How do I... I didn't recover for a long time. And now, always in my life, there's a possibility that a clown is driving a car. That exists now. Yeah, that's a bad possibility. Mm -hmm. 
I wonder if someone thought that when we had um, Heavesgate, when you, we were driving in the, uh, and as a brief reminder, this is when Aaron and I drove to Iowa City. She got a real tummy problem and started puking at the event. Uh-huh. And then we still had to drive the hour and a half home. So Aaron just kept puking into trash bags, rolling them up and then putting them into another trash bag. It was a real process. But by the time we got into Des Moines, and I was driving her home because I was driving during yeah. this. Mm-hmm. We pulled up to a stoplight and you had the heave again. And I just wondered, are the people looking over and they're having a clown moment? Like there shouldn't be a person heaving in the front seat into <laughs> in a, a trash bag. bag. And the driver's <laughs> acting like it's normal. <laughs> that should be if you were making a haunted house for you. Oh, because just you, constant puking. What do you do in that scenario? I mean, I will give you credit. You handled it like a champ. You were like simultaneously. Should I turn the radio up? Should I rub her back? Like, I don't know. And I wanted to be like, just save yourself. You don't even have to. <laughs> This has gone so far, so fast. <laughs> oh, that's when we thought it was the worst it could ever be. And then things got weird. So much worse. So much yeah. worse. I was like, I don't even know how to tell. When I got home, I didn't even know how to explain to Mike what had just happened. And why you had so many trash bags. Yes. Right? Well, yeah. And I had to put them in the, oh my God. I was like, please don't move the black trash bags that are in the garbage can. Just FYI. My main memory of that drive home is just looking over every once in a while and your body is just convulsing, (laughs) just keeps convulsing. I'm like, there's nothing left in that body. Why is it puking still? I don't get it. And every once in a while, you just be like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Spontaneously moving. Well, because every once in a while, you'd have a convulsion that sounded real bad. It was so bad. You're just like, it hurts so bad. That is, that was horrific. Uh, it was bad. And it sounded it's like so your body bad. was breaking apart to let the heaves out. It was not good. And the whole time that we were at the place and that I started puking at, and I'm just in this public restroom flushing the toilet constantly. Yes. And as a reminder, this is an event with Roxanne Gay. Yeah, who I was so Amber excited T- to listen to. <laughs> Nothing. And you, yeah, you were in the bathroom the whole time. The whole time. Flushing the toilet for the whole place to hear. The whole time the I whole was flushing time. the toilet. Yep. In fact, I would imagine that they let backstage were like, I don't, what was with the toilet thing? Yeah. Did something like, malfunction? Well, mm-hmm. Also, nope. in that bathroom, they were piping in heat right oh, above God. the stalls. Oh, so it was God. like, that's the last thing you that want. That's the last thing. It was just heat. And I was spitting out and sweating. And like, it was, that was, yeah. That was a dark. Dark time. Dark, dark day. Yeah. But it only lasted a few hours. This year has just lasted days and days days. and days. You know what summarizes 2020 in that story? What? Is the guy at Come and Go. (laughs) (laughs) So Aaron, at the time, we decide like halfway through the event Mm -hmm. that Aaron's got to go home because there's just... And and at some point, we realize home is an hour and a half away, but we got to power through this. (laughs) So we decide to go to Come and Go to Mm -hmm. get some sort of apparatus for when you were puking in the car because mm-hmm. you knew it was going to happen i knew it yeah so we go in you pick up a whole thing of trash bags mm-hmm. and a box of saltines maybe i think and maybe a gatorade and maybe or gatorade a water, water or something and you bring it to the cash register and he's like oh ho, ho, somebody's partying and you're like no look at this face look at this gray face <laughs> and i looked did i not this look deathly face yeah i the looked face the color of a corpse weird. yes i am not partying and he was like, somebody's on a wild night. And mm-hmm. I just, I couldn't even, 
I'm like, just take my money. Yeah. I'm like, I don't, what? So you're right. That guy is 2020. Mm-hmm. Be like, nope, you're not feeling sick. You're a party. Yeah. yeah. It's like the dichotomy of how people feel about 2020. Either nothing's happening mm-hmm. or everything's happening. Yep. Nothing's happening. You're going out partying. Also, sir, who do you know that parties with a Gatorade, <laughs> saltines, and a trash bag? If by party you mean I'm about to dump a body, then maybe. But party I am not. I'm going to throw up in this trash bag, roll it in another (laughs) trash bag, and then do it all over again. So thanks While we're driving. While driving on the interstate. (laughs) And also the fact that he just wasn't getting the fact that you're like, I got to make this happen quick because you're feeling the urge already Mm -hmm. at the cash register. Like I'm going to throw up on the cash register. In fact, I think I went to the bathroom and threw up before we left Come and Go. Yeah, yeah. And I just want to point out that you got to witness firsthand the weirdness I attract, even in you situations do. where my face should repel anyone from getting within five feet mm-hmm. of me. I mean, it should mm-hmm. have looked like, should you even be in here? Right. Like, this feels like very you've contagious. Got a deathly disease. I mean, I resisted the urge to say lice all this when I leave <laughs> because things are not good. And this was what, 2017, 2018? Yeah. Something long before COVID, but it's like you had COVID in there. It was, it was just, it was percolating. Mm. It, it was, was breaking you apart. It was not a pretty sight. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Ooh, how did we get on Heapsgate? I forget. Some Just 2020? House. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Anyway. My other genre pick. Much happier. Good. Topic. Yeah. Not going to make me puke. Not going to make you puke. It's called Lady Romeo, The Radical and Revolutionary Life of Charlotte Cushman, America's First Celebrity. Mm. This is by Tana Woshik from 2020 so hot off the presses too i just finished this this week actually so charlotte cushman was born in 1816 and came of age in a time when women in theater were considered prostitutes Mm. literally women were owned by husbands at this point we were considered property right 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 um we and women were not allowed to see theater let alone be in it sure so this was also a time when you know the country is still relatively new and many are feeling like there's no american culture we don't have anything we call our own we're just exporting or importing british stuff we're just mm-hmm. doing a lot of things that you know we have nothing to really show for it right but Charlotte, from an early age, she loved theater. She had an uncle that kind of took a liking to her, showed her some of these things that she wouldn't have had exposure to otherwise. And pretty early on, their uh, deadbeat dad left, and she needed a way to make money for the family. So she became an actress. And over a few decades, she became this enormous star, playing characters like Lady Macbeth, um, playing in New York, London, New Orleans, across the country. Wow. And she also flipped the gender script. She would often play male characters like Romeo in Juliet. And she's playing opposite other women. So very interesting thing. She became the first real cultural icon of America. And get this, she did it in a time, there's no newswires at this point. Right. There's no like, you know, TV, like recycling celebrities. This is an entirely new concept. And somehow everyone around the country is made to know of this woman and they get to see her at some point. Um, plus, the amazing thing about this, she was, and she had marriages, and I'm putting that in quotes because of course this wasn't legal, with uh, women, multiple oh. women, affairs with lots more women. And she routinely in life outside of the theater would dress as a man or dress as a woman. Like it was just, you know, whatever she felt like that day. She right. broke all the rules. So I chose it for this theme because routinely throughout the book, we hear that the audience who saw her, including some of our future, some of their future cultural icons like Louisa May Alcott, Charles Dickens, Nathaniel Hawthorne, 
just were captivated by her. They say things like, she put a spell on us. Should we put, she put a spell on the audience. Oh. So it's something, I think it's something almost magical too about the fact that a, a queer woman is becoming the first celebrity mm-hmm. in a time that gave women no power, mm-hmm. first of all. And she, <laughs> I like the idea that she sort of, um, at a couple points in her life, she established almost an artist colony of all women in Rome, and then later in the U.S. in upper state or in upstate New York. It's almost like a little coven's, if you think about it in the term of you know yeah. witchcraft. So uh, this is a very quick book. It's a short read, but in it you get a feel for her life, for what stardom meant, as well as you get a look of what New York was like in the 1840s and 50s. Which, if you've seen the movie Gangs of New York, you get a feel for that. Very dirty very rough lots of gangs it's it's really really cool we also get lots of mentions of history come to life like she is you know active in theater pre-civil war during the civil war after civil war um there's even uh, a part where lincoln goes to see her before he writes the gettysburg address I, I will say that this was so quick that i actually kind of wanted more so i may be oh. looking into more um but I read this this week as I was kind of thinking about this book is that the author sort of deliberately wrote this for young women and maybe kept it short in that way Mm. because she said in an interview as a young adolescent especially one interested in history I needed to know about more women like Cushman I didn't have many role models I didn't have any roadmaps and so she wanted to bring this woman to life wow Really, really I've never cool. even heard of her. Never heard of her before. Okay. I just liked the idea. I saw this somewhere that said Lady Romeo. I'm like, yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Don't great know what title. it is. Bring it. That's the power of a great title right it there. the power of a great title. Yeah. Well, uh, for my second pick this week, it is kind of a short story novella, depending on mm-hmm. how you want to look at it. Um, it's by Gillian Flynn, who Ooh. is Gone Girl, yeah. um, Sharp Objects, you know, the, of that um, fair. This was published in 2015. Um, and like I said, short story novella, it's like 67 pages. So depending on where you draw the line on those genres. The main character in this is a young woman. She's grown up begging and conning. She learned it from her mom. That's the way she makes money. So she says that she feels like she's stuck in between two worlds. Like she's smart. She reads. So she feels like with the people she's surrounded with in her life, kind of as a con artist, she's extra smart. But if she was around people that were actually educated, she would bore them. So she kind of feels caught in between these two worlds. And she ends up in a shop reading people's auras and really (laughs) just kind of, you know, faking it. So she ends up meeting this woman named Susan Burke and sees an opportunity for a whole new venture, which is cleaning houses of auras and bad vibes. She thinks this woman's rich. She's going to pay me. She thinks her house is haunted and is causing her stepson to act up. She's going to pay me to get rid of these spirits and uh-huh. you know all of this and then i'm going to meet all of her rich friends and this is going to be a great new business opportunity oh my God, um, that's pretty brilliant right yeah so she goes to the house and when she first pulls up she realizes that she may have miscalculated a little bit because it's an really old creepy manor that is very scary and very different than anything else on the block Ooh. it sticks out it's strange inside is even weirder it's like it's fighting with itself 
it's this old historical manor, but some of the touches are modern. Like the Susan is trying to update it. And she's told that Susan husband travels a lot. They have a son and then she's in charge of her stepson. Mm-hmm. And the stepson is the one that is supposedly been possessed by this house and is doing all kinds of creepy things oh like gosh. threatening murder, losing his mind, all of this stuff. So everything that happens through this next part is kind of part thriller, part comedy, believe it or not. Um, and the narrator's kind of considered a witch in the sense that she has supposedly has this power to cleanse the house. But the whole thing ends up getting turned on her in a very interesting way. And I, the way that this story is, it almost just has an aura of its own. Like it just, you just get this interesting kind of creepy feeling because really the story is plausible. When you read the whole thing, you think, oh, like that could actually happen. Like that's not that far fetched. Uh And for kind of a thriller Halloween type story, you don't always get that. And I love that. I love the success of a psychological thriller on that level that you walk away and you're like, oh, okay. Also, the narrator's voice in this is just phenomenal. Like you want to meet her in real life because she's snarky and funny and the one-liners she has are terrific. And she's also, you know, just kind of a spitfire like, oh, I'm going to create this business and basically rob people of their money from the front instead of the back. Mm -hmm. So love her for that. Um, Creepy story. I think it's great for Halloween. It's a quick read, but it's got that great Gillian Flynn touch Mm. of like a twist that you don't see coming. And at the end, you finish with a little shiver. Ooh. Yeah. I love that idea because she is very, like, I, I guess you could say thriller yeah. type stuff. Yeah. Not necessarily horror or, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of area. But she could, wow, that sounds really good. Yeah, it is. And like I said, it's a quick read because, uh-huh. you know, but it is, yeah. I read it a, a long time ago, like when it came out in mm-hmm. 2015. I just reread it this week when I thought, oh, I think I want to use that this week. I reread it to remind myself and it was just as good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, ah. So it's, it's wow. a good one. Mm-hmm. Thought of another element for Haunted House. Oh, good. <laughs> I don't know if this is just 2020 or just generally, but there's got to be something from Goop there. There's got to be yes. some sort of multi-level marketing scam okay, going okay. in. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you start to have a nervous breakdown, someone's got to offer you oils. Yes. Yeah. That could be a, another element of the jack-in-the-box. They keep popping up and mm-hmm. being like, would you like to buy? Would you like to buy? Would you like to buy? And you're like, no. And then when you're at your worst. don't want your, your vagina worst, egg. Yeah. When you're at your worst, you just get oils on your chest that no, you can fling to the ground. Don't want them. Don't want. Those. Stop it. I want real drugs. Yeah, ones that won't make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny that that surgery we related was in 2020. It feels like forever ago. Right? But also, it's see, you know, the experience that we had. And again, we didn't get uh, this ex- surgery together. You just no, came no, as no, my no, support. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the nurses were super, super weird, asking about dead cats and more stuff like that. But and and giving me oils when I really just needed some damn drugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that that feels very twenty twenty. You know, it does yeah. It feels like another one of those things that was a sign that things are going to go does. off the rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at the time you're like, that's weird. Uh huh. Mm. Uh huh. And then you just move on. Never again mm. will I say that's just weird and move on. <laughs> I'll prepare no. myself immediately. Whenever something weird happens, and we're like, oh god, this is a sign. It's happening. I'm going to start believing in signs. That in and of itself is terrible. Oh, yeah. I don't want to be that person. Uh-huh. I just thought of another element of Ooh, haunted house. What? Did you ever have a keyboard when you were little? Like a have keyboard? 
like a piano keyboard yeah yeah did it have that demo wake me up before you go go i don't plan on going solo that song just over and over and over, over, and, over again. and over but again. in the piano it, you know because yeah, the keyboard the, didn't like, have the words it just no. had the background and you're like and it was always like a real tinny sort of yeah, sound too yeah. like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's just all the time Ooh, playing yeah that's real good because that's that'll just put you on edge it's jarring so jarring yeah we're really good at making haunted we houses. Really are. <laughs> we need to compile all these ideas and present a business plan. Yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. I think people would travel to this haunted house. <laughs> well, for my pop culture pick, mm-hmm. I picked a doozy of a show. Oh boy. On HBO. Okay. Just finished last week called Lovecraft Country. Oh. So it's just if you remember we talked a while ago uh to carter sickles Mm -hmm. and he had mentioned this Mm -hmm. as a show he was really liking because it sort of crosses all different genres and it does there's history there's like jim crow living there's black lives and culture with magic aliens horror time travel it's everything Mm -hmm. so it starts in 1955 ish with atticus a young black man who's coming home to chicago after fighting in the korean war and he's come home because his dad is missing And he hooks up with his Uncle George, who writes a sort of green book type guide for, quote, Negro travel. And they decide, they they figure out somehow that dad might be in this small town in Massachusetts. And they head to this small town, Artem, it's called. But on the way, uh, it's Atticus George and his friend Letitia, who is fantastic. On the way, they enter a sundown town where once the sun goes down, the white sheriff and the townspeople pretty much feel like it's their right to kill any black people that are in the premises. Oh, boy. But instead of, you know, white people killing them, suddenly they're attacked by monsters. And this just sets the tone for the rest of the show. Every episode is this crazy wild ride. And I honestly can't tell you much about the plot because it's going to be a spoiler. But I will say that there is an episode with a crazy white wizard cult. Oh, an episode with a haunted house, an episode in Korea with a killer fox spirit. There's an episode with sort of a Raiders of the Lost Ark type vibe where they're on like a treasure hunt. Oh, my gosh. There's a body magic where a black woman can become a white woman and gets a job as a white woman. Oh, there is space travel. There's time travel. There are killer minstrel performers. So it is insane, but it all works somehow, which is even more insane when you think about it. Like yeah. blending all of those things together and having this amazing like racial component to it mm. as well. Um, I think because it weaves the black experience and Jim Crow uh, with all of this stuff, in a way it sort of illuminates how ridiculous Jim Crow segregation, like our whole racial system, how ridiculous it is mm-hmm. overall. I chose it for this theme because one overarching theme throughout is magic. Mm-hmm. Who's got it? Who wants it? Who will use it for good versus evil? And in the final episode, which I just watched this weekend, there's there's some crazy, crazy, crazy magic. I will say, too, it's HBO, so mm-hmm. it is graphic. Yeah. There is graphic sex. There is graphic violence. There is some weird body stuff you would never imagine you would see. But you can't take your eyes away. Mm. I, you know, I, I'm seeing, you know, as I was looking this up um, in preparation to talk, I'm seeing lots of like sort of mixed reviews. Some people think that the combination of everything, all these different genres, plus the racial component doesn't quite work. I think it worked wonderfully. Yeah. I think it was so compelling because of that. Um, and I, I'm so curious to see if there's going to be a second season, how they're going to handle it, especially after the finale. 
So it's a hell of a ride. Is the title a nod to the that thriller author, H.P. Lovecraft? Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I wondered if that was... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's... Yeah. There's just... And it, like at some point, there's the Tulsa race riots that come in. Like it's oh just everything. Ooh. And one of the... You know, I mentioned this woman, Letitia. She's played by Journey Smollett. Um, and she's had sort of smallish roles in other movies. But here she is. One of her lines in the very first uh, episode is like, someone says, who are you? She says, I'm Letitia fucking Lewis. And that sets the stage yeah, you for are. who she is. Get it. At one point, there's a scene with her and a baseball bat and cop cars and it's everything you could want and more wow it's interesting too that this is coming out in this current environment of a pandemic a you know increased black lives matter awareness as well as you know all the awful shit that's happening wow okay yes i was kind of i'm not gonna lie i was kind of waiting to see if you were gonna watch it to know if i wanted to that's fine that's fine (laughs) so i will i will be your guinea pig okay good Mm -hmm. good well, this week for pop culture, I brought a podcast, Ooh. and it's put out by Gimlet Media. It's called Conviction, American Panic. Ooh. So this is actually the second season of Conviction. Uh, first season dealt with a different topic, but this one um, takes place in the 1980s during the height of the craze of satanic cults. Oh, shit. Where people yeah. thought that satanic cults were yes. everywhere, abusing children. It was this crazy thing. So who we are mainly following in the podcast is John Quinney, who in 1989 was nine years old and accused his father of being a satanic cult leader and abusing him for many years. Oh, no. This led to all kinds of crazy things, like led to a daycare where a bunch of workers were accused of running a satanic cult inside of it. And basically finding out that probably... Not probably. None of those situations were true. Basically, the whole satanic cult, the height of that, was proven to not be happening at all. Mm-hmm. So it could be kind of reminiscent of the QAnon thing happening it really right now. It does. Yeah. Like, just coming out of nowhere, this ridiculous conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. And that's what I love about this podcast is that, and that's why I brought it, because obviously out and out we're talking about witches, Satan, yeah. cults, that type of thing. But... What's more interesting to me is how those ideas can put a spell on everyone to believe that it's mm. happening, including this this person against his own father and his journey to figure out what the truth is um, and uncover kind of how this happens. Like, how did this happen? How did all this group of people come to believe all these things are true with basically no evidence? Mm. It's fascinating. It's very interesting. It's hard at some parts, but... I think it's a great kind of opposite of what we talk about a lot. I mean, it seems like a lot we're talking about how did someone fall for a cult or Mm -hmm. how did someone Mm -hmm. get here? And then this is sort of the other side of a cult where people are a cult being Mm anti-cult, you know? So how do people get there? And it's really the same process for both when you think about it. So what an area rife for study like that. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. And isn't there a tie? Like, didn't Gillian Flynn write a book that had an element of, like, satanic panic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. So good. It is interesting that we look back now and we're like, oh, my God, how did people believe that? But you're right, 30 years from now, someone's going to look back at some of the weird conspiracy theories being promoted right now and be like, what the hell? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. How did anyone buy into that? Mm -hmm. Ooh, pedophilia sex cult. Among mm-hmm. Democrats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the bottom, in the basement of a pizza shop that doesn't That's have right. a basement. Yep. Mm-hmm. Again, based on no evidence based on or no stretching evidence. and finding evidence, 
you know, painting something to look like you want instead of just taking it. And that to me is what's infuriating about QAnon and what's also infuriating here is that there are many atrocities that happen in our world. Yes, that there real is atrocities. Blatant evidence for. Yes. Hard truths that people say aren't true, but they're willing to believe something that's mm-hmm. such a far stretch to get mm-hmm. there. Scary place. Mm. I remember around that time was also especially the rise in people freaking out about song lyrics again and yeah. having like, you know, yes. the push for like labeling records mm-hmm. and stuff. And it felt like it was tied to this satanic moral panic thing. Like mm-hmm. I even remember sitting in a Sunday school class and one of the teachers was going through uh Queensryche lyrics that he'd found from his kids CD or something. And <laughs> Like, listen to this. This is terrible. And all of us are looking around like, this is just a song. What, yeah. What are you doing, buddy? Also, you're showing us the song. Like, you're, yeah. that's weird. This is not, no. <sighs> I feel like that's a sad note to end on. Like, it we just is. sort of ended at a weird. It went like, like the mummy. Oh, like the mummy. Oh, like <laughs> oh, I think I called it a zombie before. It's not a zombie. It's a mummy. But that's the noise for 2020, right? It is. <laughs> Just, uh. <laughs> and I'm sorry that our, our Halloween episode sort of came to an, uh. <laughs> maybe we can redeem it by talking about the things that we would like to be able to do with magic. Yes. Like what, okay. what would you like to be able to do with magic? If you had magic, all the magic in mm. the world. I'm trying to think of the things that annoy me the most. I think if I had magic, I would like to be able to stop someone when they're speaking mm-hmm. completely illogically, you know, mm-hmm. the people, everybody oh, yeah. knows them that everybody. just won't hear anything. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have, stop and have the ability to show them why the people that they follow are hypocritical. Ooh. Like have the ability to show them yes. hard evidence that Change that's not hearts true. and minds. Yes. Ooh, yeah. that'd be excellent. I would also like the ability to just magically make whatever food I want appear. Oh, that's a good one. Like yeah. I feel like this right now. Boom. I feel like our friend Haley then is a witch. <gasps> oh my god yes she's a witch she is of the culinary sort <laughs> <laughs> i think we've talked about our friend Haley here but she is in chef school and routinely posts i don't even know she should be teaching chef yeah, school she should she posts the most gorgeous pictures of things that she's making and it's just it's not this week i think i posted just stop it stop it Haley. stop it's it's impressive it's delicious and it's <laughs> And it haunts our dreams. It does. Because we've it's been intimidating. able to try some of this. Because my son says my cooking is dirty old soup. <laughs> and it's not even soup when he's eating it. He looks at Haley's pictures and he's like, oh, you win. Oh, oh. There's no contest. Yeah, and no, he just no awards contest. her the winner. Yeah, that's which not fair. she earned. That's fair. I'm not taking that from her. Yeah. Because damn. Right. But... Yeah, I would like to be, but I don't want to go through the work that she goes I don't through. Either. So if no, I, I got magic, boom. Yes, yeah. I want to have that ability. Mm-hmm. I just want to be like, magic. snap my fingers, boom, that happens. That's the real joy of magic is not having to work for stuff. That'd mm-hmm. be wonderful. Yes. Ooh, the ability to just stop time so I can read a whole book without being interrupted. And oh, then the day just my picks God. up where it was. Oh, I would use magic to just read all the books. All the time. Yes. I'd be like, stop. I'm going to read for... I get this book done and then oh the day just picks up where it was then we could also give magic to our listeners to do the same thing be like <gasps> yes. listen we're going to recommend you these books this week and you have time to read all of them because we're going to stop time for a couple stop. days just do it enjoy god it. I want to sing the, the right now <laughs> <laughs> so you know listeners we're we're going to get there we're going to offer you the ability to stop time and read whatever you want soon coming soon just like the, the vaccine <laughs> weeks days months <laughs> 
It's coming. It's going to be a beautiful thing. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be beautiful. We're rounding the corner to that. Ooh, that could be a power. Ooh. That, like, for moments, I don't know how much time, but whenever you want, that you can only make that noise come out of someone's mouth. Like, you snap your fingers and all that comes out is... Oh, my God. So every time they can ask a question, like, in a debate. Yeah. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Mm-hmm. We could stop the Senate confirmation hearings too. Oh, oh magic would be great. It would be. <sighs> it would be. This is what 2020 is done. It's oh. taken us to a place where the only hope we have is <laughs> this magic, fantastical, magical abilities. <laughs> you know what? You do have the ability to do what? Come back next week and listen to another episode. Sure do. We promise it won't always end on a mer. No, mer- no. In the meantime, happy reading. I'm up again. Same night, another dream. Before trying this recording thing, I didn't remember much of anything of these dreams. I didn't remember much from any of the women. And one night of doing this, and it's broken things open. The dreams are, they're in me, and they're they are coming out of me, and... To me, I am not broken. I am the most whole, most real. Cause their despair. I cause their despair. I wait for the word. I wait for the word. Witch. Witch. Look at the mad woman in her cage. She was a woman with holes inside her. That was the heaviest factor, the final evidence, the heart of the issue. Somehow, you understand this. You, you, you hear me. Wherever you are, whatever this is, you... This isn't a dream journal anymore. It's not, that's just, it's just fact. <laughs> because now this is, this is some sort of record. What are these dreams? Maybe there's a better question. Who are these women? Weird Woman is a Broads and Books production. All nine episodes are available January 10th. Listen and subscribe to Weird Woman on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and your favorite podcast platform. That's W-Y-R-D, woman, wherever you listen to podcasts.